You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Hello, I'm Zanella Butelezi, sitting in for Bridget Mudambira. Welcome to China Africa Talk. Thousands of companies and buyers from different parts of the world have converged in Shanghai for the fifth China International Imports Expo. In this episode, we talk to companies that are attending the expo and we find out what they're most looking forward to. Coming up, a South African pharmaceutical company makes its debut at the China International Imports Expo. Larry Meritalde, CEO of Aspen China, talks to us about the company's presence in the Chinese market and what they are looking forward to from the CIIE. We expect that the CIIE is going to be a great opportunity for us to meet uh, potential new partners. We also hear from a Chinese company that is doing business in Africa. Yang Yang is the deputy general manager at Zhejiang. China Commodities City Group. In Rwanda and other countries of Africa have known about EU City, about our company. Tunga Marai Eric Mubona is a volunteer with the Zimbabwean delegation at the CIIE. I would see this as an opportunity for our economy to bounce back from the impacts caused on us by the pandemic. The CIIE has become an important platform for Zimbabwe and its enterprises as the country tries to rebuild its economy. Tunga Marai Eric Mupona is a volunteer with the Zimbabwean delegation at the CIIE. It's very, very important. Uh, you might know or might not know that Zimbabwe has been participating in this expo since the, the first one, the first edition. So. Uh, theoretically speaking, this is our fifth time participating in this expo. So this expo has provided to us a very, very big uh, opportunity to foster our trade cooperation between uh, Zimbabwe and China. So we will enjoy, uh, I would say, basically some benefits as other countries that are going to be uh, participating in this. In, 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 in simple terms, I'm trying to say that um, uh, China that currently is opening up and this trend of globalization will offer to us a lot of opportunities especially right now when we are realizing that we are we have been you know uh, uh tripled by, by by the pandemic there's a lot of challenges that we have faced specifically talking about our supply chain and, and all other things that are related to uh, the ease of doing business so i would see this as an opportunity for our economy to bounce back from the impacts caused on us by the pandemic and 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 also uh it is actually a, a very good time for zimbabwe to have its game in terms of having a practical appearance in the local market and offering a unique test to the local market and 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 as you know that um we have a, a low appearance of our african products uh, and if I can say maybe Zimbabwean products in the local market. So I think a platform like this one would provide to us a very, 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 very important opportunity 
to come and showcase what we have and what Zimbabwe can offer. And I think we are not only showcasing this to, to China alone, because at this expo, we are having more than 100 countries participating. So we are actually basically showcasing what Zimbabwe can offer to the world. You're talking about what Zimbabwe can offer to the world. What can buyers or potential buyers expect from uh, Tim Zimbabwe? Okay, Team Zimbabwe is coming up with a lot of things. You know that um, in Zimbabwe, one of our very important sectors is, is actually agriculture. So I would say that this time around, we have more of agriculture products, processed agriculture products, of course, not raw products. Um, those who actually have visited the Zimbabwean tent before, the Zimbabwean stand before, they know that we usually would bring some, uh, you know, cultural and creative products like our uh, stone sculptures and all that. But I think this time around, we have tried to shift from this traditional setup. We are trying to bring products that have a very um, a, a, an improved value addition as opposed to, of course, uh, those just cultural creative products. So I, I, I what we have, if we are talking about agricultural products, um, we have a lot of tea. Of course, it might be <laughs> shocking that Zimbabwe is coming to sell tea to China, the China which is very popular of tea, of course. But it, it is very interesting that that's what we are actually doing. So we have tried to gather different types of tea from Zimbabwe that, of course, have special characteristics that would, of course, complement to those of uh, the Chinese sea that we know, so that we can create an opportunity for us to, uh, uh, you know, uh, utilize the, the local market. So we have nearly 10 types of Zimbabwean tea, most of them being herbal tea, which has, of course, uh, very huge health uh, uh, advantages. What are you expecting uh, from the CIIE? What's... Um opportunities do you think are going to come out of this one? This is also an opportunity for uh, linking up resources in terms of the Zimbabwean and Chinese um, uh, economic resources and also, um, you know, at people-to-people -people level. Um, we have a lot of uh, business-minded uh, people who would want to go to invest in Zimbabwe. And this is the perfect time to also to engage into that uh, an economic kind of perspective uh, dialogue. So there are a lot of opportunities that we'll see. I think we are coming in with uh, the Zimbabwean image. We are introducing Zimbabwe as a country to the local business uh, community. And at the same time, we're trying to attract them to go and see how uh, beautiful and uh, how many opportunities are there in Zimbabwe. Are young people coming forward and uh, taking these opportunities and uh, creating something in terms of businesses as well as, you know, entering the markets here in China? Do you see that happening? Africa is a very young continent, right? We have 19.7 median age. It's a very young co continent that we should utilize on our demographic dividend for us to uh, progress, for us to develop. So when I take Zimbabwe as an example, and I'm focusing on agriculture, youth actually should put more focus on this sector. And I would say that we are already seeing a lot of young people going into entrepreneurship as agropreneurs. 
when I say agropreneurs, I mean those entrepreneurs who are into agriculture sector. We have a lot of them because Zimbabwe's agriculture contributes to more than 20% of the country's GDP. And, you know, we have 39.6 million hectares of farmland and nearly 40% of it is arable. But what is very interesting here is that we are just cultivating 4.31 million hectares, which means that we have a lot of unoccupied um, uh, land. That's a very huge opportunity for the young people. So this um, opportunity that we have is not only in terms of just farming and all that. We also have a gap in terms of industrialization. So the young people should bring in innovative ideas to actually add value to our products to actually contribute to the industrialization of the agriculture sector there is a lot of work that can be done and this is going to create more employment opportunities to the young people and also it will uh, it will be a very very huge contribution to our economic development Here on this episode of China Africa Talk, we have Larry Merizalde, the Chief Executive Officer of Aspen China Company Limited. Thank you for joining us on China Africa Talk, Larry. Aspen is a major South African pharmaceutical company with a history spanning more than 170 years. When did Aspen enter the Chinese market and what drew the company to this market? Yes, actually, Aspen started to import pharmaceutical products into China in the year 2009. Uh, at that point, we had local distributors. But actually, in 2016, uh, Aspen decided to set up their own legal entity and operations in China because of a large acquisition of two major product portfolios. Uh, one was the anesthesia portfolio from a company called AstraZeneca, and the other one was a thrombosis portfolio from a company called uh, GSK. Aspen saw that China was a great opportunity for the company to develop. And up to now, Aspen employs around 700 people in China, and we contribute around 10% of the global revenues for the Aspen Group. And uh, looking at the domestic pharmaceutical um, landscape what's your assessment of this landscape in terms of its competitiveness what's your view yeah actually the pharmaceutical market uh, in china first of all is a very large market roughly 909 billion uh, rmb is the second largest uh, pharmaceutical market uh, globally uh, and at the same time is a very competitive environment where you have multinational companies that have established their operations in China for a very long time. Uh, but you also have uh, a very competitive local manufacturing and uh, R&D-based sector uh, that also make this a very competitive uh, environment. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Aspen is not a newcomer in this um, expert. Uh, actually, uh, this first time that we have the opportunity to join uh, the CIIE and the reason why uh, we have chosen this year to join the CIIE is because the Aspen Group uh, is very keen on increasing its investment uh, in our China operations uh, and we expect that the CIIE is going to be a great opportunity for us to meet uh, potential new partners uh, to also launch uh, some of our new products uh, and to showcase 
the Aspen brand uh, in China, uh, and also to share uh, different stakeholders uh, the opportunities that we see for the future in, in China. Now, looking at the global economic situation right now, there are a lot of crises that uh, the economy is facing globally. So how important would you say this um, expo, the 2022 China International Import Expo, is when you look at the bigger picture of the economy globally? Yeah, actually, the timing of the 2022 CIE is very critical. As you mentioned, globally, there are many issues that we're facing from an economic uh, perspective. The CIE is a great uh, point to show that China is going to continue opening up uh, to the world uh, and also that is willing to play a, a very important role in restarting the global economy uh, and also try to restore uh, supply chains and trade uh, have been impacted uh, over the last 24 months due to COVID and also some of the uh, socio-political uh, issues that uh, that we've been facing globally. So, so the timing is is very critical, uh, and we believe that companies like Aspen see this as a great opportunity to uh, activate uh, trade and. Uh, show that China is, is open up for, for business. Mm-hmm. You're mentioning China's um, campaign to further open up. How important is this process, especially for your industry? Yes, I think that um, in my industry in particular, uh, we have seen that the government has taken different uh, policy measures to motivate the development of the pharmaceutical industry in China. For example, they upgraded the regulatory system to facilitate uh, and accelerate uh, the registration of new products uh, in China. They also have taken measures to have more regular uh, access to the national reimbursement system for new products. Uh, And something that is very important for multinational companies like us is that also China has taken steps to strengthen the IP protection within the pharmaceutical uh, industry. Uh, So these are some of the examples of how China uh, is opening up, trying to uh, motivate the pharmaceutical industry to continue to develop. We expect that uh, over the next few years, this trend uh, will continue as well. And just looking at uh, some of the challenges in the industry globally, there are many countries that have um, faced issues such as um, pricing pressures. So I'm wondering, what's the situation here in China for you as uh, the company? The government over the last few years also has taken many cost containment uh, measures. Uh, and some of these measures uh, are aimed to controlling the price uh, of pharmaceutical uh, products. There is a system that is called the National Volume-Based Procurement. It's one of the mechanisms that the central government to lower the price of pharmaceutical products uh, for the public uh, hospital system. And that has put a lot of price uh, pressure uh, into products that are already uh, off patent. Uh, at the same time, Uh, The government is putting a lot of measures to make uh, negotiations for products to be included in the national reimbursement. 
so there is a lot of pressure for companies to negotiate with the government uh, the right level of pricing to be included uh, in the national reimbursement list. Uh, so overall, China is no exception to to other markets, and uh, you know companies like Aspen and, and others uh, have significant uh, uh, price pressures to face in uh, in China. Coming back to the CIIE, what kind of products are you offering, and are there any that are in the works that you are working on and planning on releasing maybe over the next twelve months or couple of years? Yes. So during the CIIE, we're going to be showcasing our existing products uh, in the areas of uh, anesthesia uh, and also in the areas of thrombosis. Uh, and during this uh, meeting. We're also going to be launching a new product that is called Embla, uh, that is local anesthetic product uh, that is used during medical beauty surgical procedures. Um, so this is a great opportunity for us to to launch uh, a new product uh, and to showcase this during the CIE. In terms of expansion here in China, are there any future plans for the company to expand and also maybe go into the biotech side of things, find new partnerships? Are you looking in those areas? Yeah, absolutely, I think one of the key objectives of Aspen in China is to develop uh, our product uh, pipeline. Uh, we're very active uh, in our business development activities, looking for local uh, as well as international uh, partners. Uh, there is a very active uh, biotech uh, sector uh, in China, uh, and we are in discussions uh, with a couple of the local uh, biotech companies uh, in order to partner uh, with them, uh, not just within China, uh, but also to have the opportunity to bring uh, this Chinese innovation uh, to other countries uh, outside of China uh, because of the global f footprint uh, that Aspen has uh, a very well-established multinational company. And finally, what excites you the most about the Chinese market? Yeah, I think that uh, over the next uh, two years, uh, the pharmaceutical market still is going to be facing a lot of headwinds. Uh, due to the uh, COVID full or partial lockdowns, as well as due to the slow uh, recovery of, of the economy. Uh, but I think that in the long term, still China uh, is a great uh, growth opportunity for Aspen. China represents the second largest uh, pharmaceutical market uh, globally. Uh, also, it has an aging uh, population. Uh, and you can see that there is a very large uh, middle class that is looking for high-quality, uh, affordable medicine. Uh, and I think that represents a great opportunity for, for Aspen to, to participate in this market. So, so in the long term, we're very committed uh, to continue to invest uh, in China. We look forward to being here long term. That was Larry Meritzelder, CEO of Aspen China Company Limited. Now let's move from a debutante to returning participants at the CIIE. Let's look at a company from Iwu, Zhejiang Province, here in China. Zhejiang China Commodities City Group has been operating a major wholesale market for consumer goods for more than four decades. It's also involved in imports and trade services. And it recently expanded into the African market. I began by asking the company's deputy general manager, Yang Yang, 
why it's important for the company to attend the China International Imports Expo. I think it's very important for us to attend the CIIE because it is the top expo for import industry in China, even in the world. Should be the best stage for us to promote our new service products. So we'd like to take this great opportunity to present the latest development of EU market, which I mentioned before, the world's largest commodity city, and our new online digital trading platform, which is called ChinaGoods.com, and also a series of trade-related services like supply chain finance, global logistic, bounded warehousing, and cross-border payment. And how have you benefited as the company from this expo during the times that you have attended? Actually, we have attended every session of CIIE as visitor and two times as exhibitor. I think CIIE has done a great job helping us to uh, accurately and efficiently meet new customers, explore new projects purchase new products and get the latest information in the industry. Do you do business in Africa or with other African enterprises? Yes. The goal and mission of our company is to become the first class integrated service provider of international trade. And we have set up a trade service center called Let's Go China in Kigali, Rwanda. Over 4,000 SKU of Chinese goods are displayed in the showroom for local buyers to uh, match business. And we also provide docking services for African enterprises who want to enter China market, including policy consultants, marketing advice, business match meeting. And we also set up an overseas warehouse in Rwanda, providing high security and low-cost warehousing service, making trade much easier between China and Africa. And why did you choose Rwanda, um, Kigali? Why this country or this city? I think for the um, peaceful environment and the stable political environment in Rwanda, as well as the position in the middle of uh, Africa, it's easier for the logistic in the African continental. And what's your view about the African markets? How do you think it can welcome more Chinese um, companies or enterprises that wish to enter the market? You know, the African market covers 1.3 billion people. I think the consuming market in Africa has great potential, especially the further development of African Union continental free trade area will bring promising economic growth. It's specific to EU city. From January to June this year, the net trade exports from EU to Africa reached 37 billion RMB, a reverse growth of 8.1% uh, despite the impact of the coronavirus pandemic. I believe the uh, proportion of trade between EU and Africa will continue to increase in the future. And for investors, um, besides benefit and interests, I think the risk and cost is the major consideration. To attract more foreign investors, especially Chinese investors, I think 
Africa need to constantly improve the stability of uh, social and political environment and build up good commercial and trade infrastructure, as well as sound legal system to ensure the safety for investors' rights and interests. That's all the time we have for this episode. And let me say thank you to all my guests, Larry Marizalde, CEO of Aspen China Company Limited, Yang Yang, Deputy General Manager at Zhejiang China Commodities City Group, as well as Tunga Marai, Eric Mopona, a volunteer with the Zimbabwean delegation at the China International Import Expo. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time. You're listening to the Beijing Hour. Sixty minutes of comprehensive news. Your window on China and the world.